listening to the Woman of Strength podcast for the purpose-driven woman who has a yearning deep in her soul to serve the world. Presented to you by Ange Wilcock, creator of Evolutionary Model of Wellbeing, Mindfulness-Based Storytelling, and The Raw Woman Project. A businesswoman on a mission for every human on the earth to feel enough. Hi, and welcome to Woman of Strength. And I've got another amazing uh, lady that I'm going to be interviewing today called Sybil Leon. And I will um, just say welcome, Sybil, to to our, our chat today. And that's really just what it is. It's a chat between two women. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's lovely being here. It's a great honor being here. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, and it's great to have you here. And I'm just going to tell um, our viewers and listeners a little bit about you. And so uh, Sybil calls herself a passion priority coach, and she's going to be telling us a little bit more about that. Um, and it's all about putting her passions at the forefront of her life. And, and she's been doing this for um, a number of years, but she also says she's, she's quite new to it. But we had a chat off air and it sounds like the universe has delivered this right to her doorstep and she's taken this opportunity. Um, and Sybil's got some great tales to tell and I'm not going to tell you a lot more about her because she's actually going to be telling us more about herself. But she's had a really, really interesting life, both personally and in business. And this is what we're going to hear about because listening to and reading a little bit about Sybil, you can see that she really is a woman of strength. And this is what our, our chat is about. And so that's my first question to you, Sybil. When did you step into being a woman of strength? And that's a really good question. Do you know, whenever, whenever I think of a moment or a time in my life when I did, I can think of another one that was earlier. I actually believe I come from a long line of women of strength, starting with my ancestors and all the rest. But yeah. if I want to see what, what is relevant today and what's relevant for my business today, that probably was, I was, I was, um, I was self-employed before. I have been self-employed before in the early 2000s. I was a well, uh, wellness consultant. That's one of my many passions. So this is one thing you need to know about me is I'm multi-passionate, so yeah. lots of different interests and strengths. And I've, I've followed quite a few of them in my life. So my, my, my CV is anything but um, linear. You could call it all over the place or you could call it a beautiful expression of somebody with many different passions and interests. And I'm actually yeah. quite proud of it. So, um, the multiple passions uh, took me to different countries in my 20s. I lived in four different countries, lived and worked in four different countries. My early 30s, I started being a wellness consultant. Like I said, it was the first time I was self-employed because health and um, feeling being the most vibrant bodily, physical self that you can be is, is one of my passions. And it still is to this day. And um, I, I got quite successful with that. Not... I mean, I didn't become a millionaire or anything, but I did bring in good money. And that is when I tripped myself up and came up against my upper limit to speak with Gay Hendricks right. and um, sabotaged myself. I went into a slight depression. It was so light that it remained undiagnosed and I didn't realize what was going on. But for about a year, I was basically unable to work. And I'll cut this a little short now. It's not a very nice tale. But what happened is I went broke. Obviously, my expenses kept going on. And I'm a one-woman show, or was even then. 
And if you're depressed, you can, I, I just, I could just de deliver the bare minimum, which yeah. means the debts started racking up. And they weren't in the millions. Again, I wasn't that kind of entrepreneur. I was an online at home entrepreneur, but still I had costs. I had the rent. I had food to pay and all the stuff that everyone has to do. And over a year, you can imagine quite a lot mm. came together. And uh, there was a point where the bank pulled the plug on me and on my accounts and my credit card. And at the time, I felt fear and I felt shame, terrible shame. And the uh, bank tried to push me into declaring bankruptcy. And I denied doing that. I absolutely refused it because I didn't want to write anything off. I thought at the time, even as scared as I was, I need to put this right or I'll never be able to look at myself in the mirror again. Wow. What I did with the non-existing money, I mean, I literally went to the store with five bucks and had to buy food for a week. You get really creative when you have no money. <laughs> yes. I did two things. I got a coach. No matter how little money I had, I paid for a coach because without my coach, I couldn't have done that. That's when I learned about the magic of coaching in mm. 2004. And I educated myself about finances. I really learned my stuff because before that, I'd been a bit of an avoider. I'd not, like most of us, I hadn't learned anything about finances. I had very negative beliefs and, and, and avoidance going on. And, and this, in hindsight, it was an absolute blessing what happened. Although it was horrible, horrible to go through it. Mm. I mean, really, I wouldn't wish it on anyone. And at the same time, I'm so glad it did because it, it made me, it really made me discover what I called at the time my backbone. And that's yeah. what you could call stepping into being a woman of strength because I was again, that was me, this little penniless person against an institution like a bank. And it was a national bank in the country that I was living in at the time, which wasn't Ireland. And it was really scary. But I said, they're not going to get me to lie. They're not going to get me to, to hide any of my of my money. I didn't have much to hide in the first place, but I resolved there and then that I was going to tell the truth. And they tried all the, the dirtiest tricks on me. And I kept telling the truth. Cool. And long story short, I got through it. And I started paying back the money. I went to Ireland. I got a job, a daytime job, and wrapped up my business uh, with dignity, passed it on to someone else. So I didn't leave anyone in the lurch. I passed it on to someone else and I paid back the money. And that kind of led me to where I am now because um, I started coaching. It's what I did in, in, in any of my jobs and the jobs were completely unrelated to coaching, but I always got to training in the new people on the team, doing training because I've done a lot of training and teaching in my life as well. So also one of my passions. And then I started setting up focus group, groups, mastermind groups, coaching, and my managers realized that I was really good at that. And so I got a chance to do this in any job I've ever been in. Right. Although the job descriptions were completely different. I was working customer service and, and stuff like that. You know, I did finance at one point. It had nothing to do with it. Auditing, software license auditing. And I ended up coaching. <laughs> and I did a bit of coaching training, but it wasn't full qualification at the time. So that was in 2006 that I actually started coaching. And I realized over the years that it was my calling. And then I got a... I got an internationally recognized qualification, a coaching diploma, an advanced diploma. Now, at the same time, I was paying back money and big money. I paid back every cent that I owned. I didn't write up anything. And that meant that I paid hundreds and hundreds and hundreds every single month. I didn't have money to buy clothes for years. I learned, which was the great thing, I learned how little you actually need. Yes. Which is really, really, it's really a blessing. It reduced my carbon footprint. 
And while I now I buy clothes again and stuff, but not not nearly as much as I did mm-hmm. earlier in my life because I've realized how little I need and how bad it is for the earth to to this consumerism, this constant throwing away stuff and buying more. So that was great. And but it had it took a toll. I didn't have money to even go for a cup of coffee. I kept having to say no to my friends who wanted to go out on a night out. Ireland is a country where you earn a decent salary, but it's an extremely expensive country. So I just couldn't afford it. And this kind of depression came back. And for a couple of years, I really withdrew into myself. I kicked even my friends out of my life. I only worked. I was at the time in a bit of a soulless job where I worked all hours. It made good money and I had to pay back that money. I had this goal that I had, but it came at, a, at quite a cost. I put on weight. I ate junk food just to compensate because I had nothing. I had my friends were out of my life. I had just myself at my work and in the evening I was at home. And I told myself that that's all I wanted. Mm. We're good you at that, aren't we? Good at convincing oh, yeah. ourselves. That I, was, I was numb emotionally. I, didn't, I couldn't afford to feel my emotions because I would have fallen apart. Yeah. Very unhealthy, very unhappy. But I wasn't unhappy because I wasn't feeling my emotions. Yeah. I did know some, somewhere in me, I mean, I was a coach at the same time. And I knew, and I was coaching, I was having my, I had my first clients, my first private clients, always one, two or three clients on the side. And of course I had that self-awareness that I've just, I was born with and I knew deep down inside that that wasn't me and that wasn't all. So long story short, in 2015, finally the debt was paid back. And that was when I really started to be proud of myself for doing this. And I am proud of it. That's why I'm telling the story now. I would have like 10 years ago, I would never ever have told this to anyone in a public podcast of all places. I was ashamed to admit it to my friends and my family. And now I'm proud because I paid it back. I made a mistake. I screwed up. I totally did. I didn't face it until it was a real catastrophe. But then I faced up to it. I learned my stuff about finances. And I'm a really good money manager now. So good that part of my coaching is money. <laughs> it's money coaching, financial coaching. Oh, and, um, so in 2015, I gave up that soulless job downsized got a work from home job which is far pays far less money but is so much it's so lovely mm. and the quality of life that i gained is just you can't put a price tag on that i moved back west to the west of ireland which is my soul's home where i have people i could reconnected with friends and my friends are so lovely that they all none of them said anything but welcome back it's so good to have you back and we missed you and I made new friends and now I'm, I really I don't take these things for granted anymore. Wonderful people in my life. I feel so blessed. And I started doing the things that I've been wanting to do for years, but never had the money or the time or the energy for. I started archery, field archery. I'm doing my dancing again. I love dancing. I've always danced. I'm a musician. So I started following my passions again. And what followed was such a, an inrush of joy. I started feeling my emotions again, that depression was gone. And obviously, when you've been hide, in hiding and numbed for years, a lot of, sorry, is this, a, is this podcast language sensitive? No, no, you're fine. You carry on. There's a lot of crap coming up, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, because it's like the sludge at the, like when you've opened the floodgates, like a yeah. lot of mud gets, gets carried up as well. And there were times when I was in so much pain. It was so painful. I, was, I cried for days. And it was horrible in a way. But even then, even when I was in this abyss, I thought it's such a blessing to feel again. At least I feel again. I'd rather be very, very sad and and, and despairing rather than not feeling anything. Yeah. Ever again. 
Yeah. And with it came so much joy. And now, then after a while, the, the, the bad stuff, I kind of worked through that. And now it's almost constant joy. And that came from my passions. That's when I realized that all these years that I've already done coaching on the side, I've always worked on people that had some kind of passion, that wanted to make more time for their right for an art or a craft, writing, painting, for a business. Like my coaching is part of, it's definitely a passion of mine. Again, I'm multi-passionate, but coaching is one of them. My, my calling um, always people who had something that they wanted to do and needed me to to help them create space for it make room in their lives and I found that once you center your life around passions everything else tends to fall into place around it and that's when I realized this is this is what I do and so I rebranded my business to what it is now Wild, Wild Spirits Coaching and yeah. now it is explicitly for people to put their passions front and center no matter right. what they mean, or to find the money for their passions, because that's also something I'm really good at. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's the things I offer now. And here what, I am. What I've heard, what I've heard throughout, you know, your story is that um, the key thing around when you went through all your um, debt and bankruptcy was it was so so important for you around honesty. Yes. That's about being, you know, being authentic and, and being honest and paying back your debt. But the other thing that I also heard, which we're really great at as women, is we were honest to the outside world, but we weren't honest with ourselves. You know, in terms of our emotion, we push it down, and then all of a sudden, when you got to that place where the outside world, you could put your, you know, feel strong and, and feel proud again. Then we get to that place where we allow, we're honest with ourselves. Wow, all these emotions, all these feelings, and so yeah. if you and and I think a lot of us have been there. Certainly, that's a place I've been to myself. Um, so on reflection, like when you look back at, over those years where you were really authentic in terms of repaying the money, you know that honesty there. What would you do differently now in terms of being completely honest with yourself about the feelings and what was going on? Well, honestly, at first I wouldn't get so deep into the situation anymore because yeah. now I'm more aware and I'm, one of my passions is to really make people aware of their financial situation. And especially, especially for women, it is so important because it's so empowering to actually own your money, yeah. not just as in this is my bank account, but actually knowing what, what you're doing with it, where it comes from, what you're spending and on what and how you're investing and all that. This is so empowering for women. So uh, it, I wouldn't let it get this far. What I would give anyone who actually got into deep trouble financially is, again, being completely honest to everyone. Not because of the banks. Honestly, they, the way they, they treated me, they didn't deserve my honesty. Yeah. They deserved. I deserved not being dragged down by them. Yeah. And that is one thing that you can keep, that's your dignity. They try to take everything away from you and you're ashamed and scared anyway, but you can keep, you can choose to keep your dignity and be honest and open. And what I would also say is definitely always communicate with them yeah. and then set up something that works. I was so scared that I promised too much. Now I had debt, not just with the bank, but with my health insurance. With, there were so many different places where I had debts and I had, made, I had to make payments everywhere. And that's what amounted to so much of my income that I had no money to breathe. 
Yeah. I would not recommend that. In hindsight, it would have, I would have done two years more of paying back debts if I, if I didn't have to, to slide so deeply into not being able to go out, not being able to do anything for myself. And that, because that would have probably prevented that depression from happening and me from cutting yeah. myself off from my friends. So there is a way, there is a middle way. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. There's a way and this is what also what I do in my coaching when people come to me for money and some of them are in debt so I'm, I've, I've learned a lot about that and it was fear of those institutions that got me to overcommit and stick to it I mean I, I, I always stuck to my commitment that's great right but it, it came at a very high cost isn't there you know there's that cost to you yes. yourself yeah. like you said and, and, and we know there's a lot of new um research out there around you know depression is actually about feeling disconnected and, and when we get into this place you know like you did where you're feeling ashamed because of your debt we naturally want to disconnect from people and so it's not surprising that you know you fall into a depression during that time yes. and you're you're great in being able to to prove that that's what happens that when we disconnect and we feel ashamed we go inward and we feel depression, you know, we feel that deep, deep sorrow within ourselves. Mm. But then once you've paid everything back and you're living and working your passion, yeah. reconnected to yourself and the outside world, the depression mm. no longer exists. So, you know, that's, right. it really that's did. amazing right. story, you know. And I think a lot of people, a lot of women especially need to hear that because we're juggling so many things and, and when we feel overwhelmed, like obviously you did during that time, we do disconnect. We disconnect from the world because we feel like we need to be superwoman. <laughs> and, yes, um, and we can about lying to myself. And you know, yeah. um, that is actually true. I was honest to, the, to these institutions and I stuck to it so much that the only way I could cope with this overcommitment and just paying back these insane sums every month was by starting to lie to myself and cutting myself off, disconnecting from, to my, from myself and my friends. Because yeah. otherwise I wouldn't have made it. I, I, would, have, I, I would have gone insane. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because depression is also a, um, a protection mechanism. Yeah, absolutely. So and, and, and and it's, I don't think that is necessary. You can stay honest to yourself and be honest to the institutions. Yeah. And you can both by not overcommitting. And that's, I mean, obviously I didn't do, nobody's perfect. And that's how I did it. And I'm glad I did in the end. But yeah. it could have been done a little less, in a, in a way that's a little less radical. That would have allowed me to stay true to myself during that process. And not yeah. only, re but for those who are already in a state where they're not completely with themselves, whether it's through debt or through anything else that they're denying themselves their joy and their passions. This is what brought me back. But the first thing that broke through that when I had given up the job and had moved and started healing physically, started losing the weight without trying, it just happened because I was no longer punishing myself with junk, junk food all the time. Yeah. And I wrote a story. I wrote a novel-length story. Now, I'm not a good writer. It's not something of a quality that can be published. But I had this story in myself, and it was a coming-back-to-life story, tellingly. It wasn't my story. My protagonist is not me. She's completely different from me. But in a different way, she was also coming back to life. And that is what first broke it open. I cried when I, had to, when I finished the story. I had to leave my character behind. That's when my first emotions came out again. 
I started reaching out to friends again. That's what got the ball rolling. And this is why this is so important for me because passions are really the joy, pleasure, especially yeah. for women. Yeah. are the key to ourselves and, yeah. and to our lives and to the feminine principle. And that's what I coach people about. Brilliant. And I'm sure that that book is well worth publishing. <laughs> I, would encourage, I would encourage you to do that because we're the, our worst critic, aren't we? And, um, and what we do is we compare our writing with others and um, how many famous authors are out there going, oh, my first book was rubbish, but, but they pursued. They kept pushing forward and pushing forward. So I would definitely encourage you to... <laughs> To, you know, even if you set it up as an ebook or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Just, I had it professionally edited, so it is, yeah. it is there, like show to friends and all the rest. I'm just, yeah, I haven't really done it yet. It's kind of, it's kind of fulfilled its purpose. It really yeah. was my, my own therapy, that book. <laughs> but it, it'll be great therapy for other women too, I'm sure, just reading it. Yeah. That might be, yeah, you're right, you're right. Now I've been thinking about it, I've kind of been toying yeah. with it. With the thought. Oh, well, we'll and, challenge you then. We'll challenge you to do it. So okay. what's, what's, what's the title? I love doing challenges. So what, what's the title? Has it got a working title? Is it, a, it, does, it, it does have a title. The title is 12 Nights. Wow. We 12 Nights. To... Is, uh, it refers to this. It's kind of a, a mixture between modern day, modern day woman and um, some fantasy and yeah. some mythology as well. And you might have heard of the mythology of the wild hunt. I'm a pagan as well, so I'm also quite familiar yeah. with these myths. Uh, the wild hunt that comes around the winter solstice. Uh, for It was sort of sometimes called the darker side of Christmas, like, you know, the 12 days of Christmas. Yes. The nights, the stormy nights between Christmas and the new year and the, the early new year. Old legends in Europe have, have it that, that um, the wild hunt came and took people away and left their, their corpses behind them very scary. It's, it's like when you see a winter storm, you can yeah. imagine there's a, this is a, a host of horses and warriors racing over the sky, and it can be quite scary. And there were all these legends about it in my, in my book, these, they are real. <laughs> they wow. Really yeah. So you've heard it first nights. here, ladies. It's called Twelve Nights. So when oh, you're a famous <laughs> author, you're going to be saying, Wow, I was encouraged to do this because I think that's the key thing, isn't it? Like there are yeah. so many things that we do and we think they're not worthy for the world to see, and actually everything is, because if it mm -hmm. comes from our heart and soul everyone it would connect to it people do want to read it so yeah. yeah there's one thing i just wanted to to um ask you to go back to when you you said at the beginning of your story um you were doing incredibly well and you weren't managing your money and then the self-sabotage started how did that start do you remember how that started because i know it's something that we talk about a lot um so it'd be interesting to know where you identified that yours started. Well, this, um, when I was a wellness consultant, this is when I also started being interested in the whole subject of personal development and professional development. So when I first started reading Tony Robbins and um, Think and Grow Rich and all these classics yeah. the, and Seven Habits of Highly Effective People and all those books that have become my favorites, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, and obviously you become aware of things that happen. And I come from a, I come from a worker's family. 
my family never had a lot of money and we I kind of grew up with these money beliefs that uh, money is for that rich people aren't good people we yeah. are good we are we are poor and we're good we're good people so um I, there was a lot of the stuff that was going on in, and I, had, I was already aware of it and starting to work on it. But I became, and I'm not saying not super successful, but I made several thousand euro a month, yeah. which was in my family definitely a huge yeah. Yeah. at the time. And for me, that was, and, and, and I made that after a year and a half in the business, which was not very normal so it was I was quite successful there I was getting it going and I didn't I, I just think my personal development hadn't caught up with that just yet so there was the, I was self-sabotaging myself because I had these beliefs these these typical it's actually a lot of people have it men have it too but I think it's particularly women that have this this inner voice that said who are you who are you to be successful yeah who are you to you earn this money. But what do you think you are? Do you think you're better than everyone else? And all this shit that's going on. Yeah. You wouldn't believe consciously because already I knew consciously, yes, I do deserve this. Yes, I do want success. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, my subconscious hadn't quite caught up yet. Yeah. Um, that's when the, this depression came in. And the depression actually went back to, this is a personal thing. I, I used to be married. I married the completely wrong guy and very quickly got divorced. And that was also not something, that's not something I'm very proud of. And, I, and that had happened maybe three years earlier. So that was one of the things that came back, that sort of came back to haunt me, a lot of emotional baggage that I hadn't quite faced at the time. Yeah. It's, you know, when, you, when you're sort of ready for self-sabotage, whatever is handy comes up. It'll come. Yeah. Everybody has something in their lives that they're not proud of. <laughs> and yeah. Something will always come up and, and drag you down. And it depends on how you deal with it. And at the time... I just it overwhelmed me for a while, and especially since it wasn't it wasn't a it wasn't a clinical depression. I was still on the surface. I was still functional. Yeah. It took me a year to even realize what was going on. Mm. Uh, but sometimes it's almost better if it's a severe, slightly more severe depression because then you will see what's going on. You can reach out and, and get a therapist and get some help. But I wasn't thinking of that because I, yeah. Yeah, I just thought I was lazy and I was dragging my feet and procrastinating and I wasn't getting things done and I wasn't pulling in as many clients and as many, I just lost my drive and, and I tried so hard, you know, I, I really tried to kick myself into action, that tough love that we all know. Yeah. The, the army movies of the, 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 the um, trainers shouting at the recruits to, to get it done and to get over that fence and get over the next fence and, and crawl through that pipe and do it, do it, do it. Pain is good. That doesn't work. We are no. not like this. Humans aren't like that. Our souls are not made that way. Yeah. And I, became, I withdrew more and more the more I tried to push myself. And it took me a while to get, to get out of that. And by the time the financial cat catastrophe had happened, which brought me back into that state, that I knew was safe and good, I was broke again. Hallelujah. Okay, so back, back in that safe place. It's that familiar place, isn't it? And that's it because we, we know that the mind loves familiarity. And so when we're in an unfamiliar place, if we're raised, you know, just in a comfortable position and then financially, um, you know, we have a lot more wealth, it's so to us and so that is that self-sabotage and so it's great to share share that part of your story because um, money mindset is very very um, 
crucial in, in terms of our financial success because we know that there are so many women out there who are very yes. talented, have so much to offer, but very yeah. much fall into this. You know, they can only get so far because they're stuck around their views around money. And, and if we're raised in a working class family, um, we hear it all the time, you know, getting money is hard, it's hard work, all the rich people, you know, they're not kind people, they're not giving, they're selfish, and it's all rubbish, but, but we actually start to believe it. And so as we're growing up and becoming more and more successful, we're like, oh my goodness, I don't want to be like that, this is hard, I'm going to lose it. And then we do, yeah, end up in that place like you did. So... I think it's, you know, it's such a good story to, to tell because women in business need to really work through that. At the same time, they're building their business because we go and get trained in so many skills, um, mm. but we don't really get our heads literally um, around the money stuff. So, and the fact that you do that as part of your coaching and, and help yeah. women is, is fantastic. I love that because... From what you've told us is that you work with, you coach us around our passions and what we're passionate around, but also you make sure that we're understanding the financial um, side of that too. So we've got both of it going. So, so what would be one little nugget or one gem that you would leave women today and say, this is the one thing that I would encourage you to do to keep moving forward? It would be to focus on your joy and on your pleasure. Yeah. Because that is an unfailing compass, especially for women. And if you've read Mama Gina's stuff or are familiar with her work at all, this is funny because I came across her after coming to that conclusion myself when she does yeah, exactly <laughs> that work on a much larger scale. And it's fantastic yeah. because it makes me feel kind of validated. I'm not yeah. just crazy. <laughs> this is actually, that actually makes sense. Yeah. Um, People always think, yeah, yeah, no, I have to do my business and I have to uh, get educated about money or develop an abundance mindset and that's work, work, work. And yeah, pleasure, my passions. Of course, that's important. Everybody, when I tell them about my work, they always nod along. Everybody can agree on passions. Very yeah. important. Then I said, no, no, wait, you, you're not understanding what I'm saying. I say the passion is the central thing. It's more, yeah. everything needs to be infused with that joy. Even the money, that's part of my money coaching. That yeah. money needs to be joy and laughter and even yeah. silliness. Yeah. You need to have a, a, a fun relationship with money. That's when your abundance, that's your key to your abundance. Yeah. And your abundance mindset comes through. And obviously you also have to learn how to manage money, how to budget and stuff. And I teach that too. Because I think both are important. Some people only focus on the, on the one thing, the tools, and other people only focus on the mindset. And I believe both are, both need to work together. So I teach both. Yeah. But especially with business, it's not a luxury or an afterthought to infuse some joy into it. It's the main central point. And people who get that. Yeah. And I see these light bulbs going on over the heads of my clients every time. It happens every single time. And all their situations are completely different. Some of them are in business. Some of them are only, quote unquote, pursuing a hobby or something else. Um, as soon as they actually get serious about prioritizing their passion. So I'm a passion's priority coach. Yeah. Suddenly everything falls into place. Suddenly the business starts growing. Suddenly they get a raise. Suddenly time seems to expand and the, the stuff they never had time for. They thought, no, I can't make time for my passion. I'll neglect my family. Suddenly there's loads of time for everyone. Mm -hmm. I gave up 
a year and a half ago when I downsized my life, I consciously decided that I would leave busy behind. I am no longer busy. I am no longer stressed. And all these things happen as a result of being committed to joy and to passion. And that is the one thing, if you want me to just leave people with one thing, look for your joy and look for your passion. Whenever, whenever something feels off or you don't find your motivation or all the rest, where's your joy? When's the last time you were so joyful and happy? Yeah. Yeah. That, I totally, yeah. I totally agree with you. I mean, I don't know if you've got a, a morning routine or, or not in terms of what you do. I've got, I've got what I call my magical hour that I set my day up. And part of yeah. that is very much bringing joy in, you know, what, what is it? What do I want my day to be? Because we actually do have a choice. You know, people believe that yeah. there's no choice. We actually have a choice. So I love oh, that. It is about, yeah, looking mm -hmm. for the joy. Um, and exactly that's what I do keeps you motivated it yeah and it's you don't become busy you become productive there's a there's a big difference isn't there people who go I'm busy 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 it's like what have you done well not a lot <laughs> so yeah, I think when, you, when, you, when you're connected to your joy you become very productive and like you said less busy because your productivity means that you get so much done and you've got more time left so um, also no work anymore. Do you know this kind of yeah. thing when you do the thing that lights you up? Yeah, yeah. Like time is, is it doesn't exist anymore. You could do it all day. It doesn't feel like work. Yeah, it's like doing these interviews. It was like, wow, why didn't I do these interviews years yeah. ago? The, oh, I think it's amazing what you're doing. I'm really looking forward to the entire series, to the entire thing. Yeah, so um, it, is, it is that joy. You know, you find your joy and it doesn't matter what time of day or night you, you're doing this. It's, it, yeah, you yeah. love it. So how can our gorgeous women that will be watching and listening to this, how can they get in contact with you? Well, they can go to my website. It's um, www.wildspiritscoaching.com. It's all in one word. Yeah. wildspiritscoaching.com and there is a free training series this is one thing that people get in touch with I have a newsletter called Monday Sparkles so they can sign up for that but they can also sign up for a free training series I have a three-part video training called Wild and Financially Free Ooh. so this is a money training yeah an online money training in three parts that also subscribes you to the Monday Sparkles newsletter by the way so if you, to, if you sign up for the training you'll also receive the newsletter once a week yeah and there's my, my coaching, my coaching office. They have two, two main offers. One's, the one is called Wildest Dreams, which is a 90-day program. And that's, like I said, about putting passions front and center, making the time, space, and money for it. But if people always stumble on the money, if that's the main pain point that keeps them, then I would recommend starting with my 60-day program, Wild Money. That's the second program that I offer, which is... Um, focused mostly on creating money and abundance, abundance mindset and financial systems to create, to make sure you, there's always abundant money for everything, including one's passions. Brilliant. I so love that. that. So I'm, I'm going to be going over and having a look at that too. So fantastic. It's been wonderful speaking to you. I, I've loved it and, and learned a lot, um, you know, about money and, how you know we set into that place of self sabotage and and hearing your story of depression and how disconnecting can create you know that depressive state in us so thank you so so much and i'm sure that the wonderful women who are listening to this and watching this are going to learn so much from you so 
take care and thank you very much. You too. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Women of Strength podcast. Please feel free to share the word with the women of strength in your life. For more information, go to angewilcock.com slash enough said.